It takes a great deal of courage to admit to yourself that you need professional help when struggling emotionally or mentally. And although mental health is perceived as essential as physical or emotional health, to this day there is still some stigma around the concept of going to therapy. Hi, I'm Radka and you're listening to The Authenticity Project. In case you haven't guessed it yet, today's episode is on therapy. The most challenging step, apart from finding the appropriate psychotherapy and therapist, is the very act of admitting to yourself that you require help. As my next guest, Daniela Ricci, explains, In the next 20 minutes or so, Daniela will share some of her personal experiences with cognitive behavioral therapy and its techniques. Hi, Daniela. Welcome to the Authenticity Project. How is it going on this fine evening? It's going well. Thank you, Radka. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm excited about this because... This episode is going to be on courage. You volunteered to put yourself out there to talk about your experience with therapy, which mm-hmm. I admire personally. But even today, it's still some sometimes by some people viewed as a bit of a taboo. So mm-hmm. why did you come forward with this in the first place? Why did you volunteer to talk about it on my podcast? Well... In, in my personal life, in my professional life, in my personal relationships, you know, therapy is one of those things that isn't really discussed. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the attention that mental health has gotten over the last little while, you know, it doesn't feel so stigmatized to admit that, you know, you're seeking help for, you know, whatever it is that you need help with, you know, and mental health is health period right so um you know i just i wanted to be able to open a dialogue and have a conversation so that if someone isn't you know necessarily feeling like this is something that they can talk about or they don't really know how to approach it there's there's some connection there right there's someone out there that has been through it has been on a journey to find someone to talk to what sort of therapy is out there and you know just have a conversation about it start a dialogue so if you have a problem with your lower back or if you have a problem with your tooth you go and see a specialist so how is this really different from anything else to your point it's it's regarding your health so absolutely yeah. same page um there there's so many different thoughts and and methods when it comes to therapy so which one did you pick and talk to me a little bit about that journey that led you there So if I'm being totally honest, my journey into finding a therapist and understanding is therapy for me is a long one. And like a lot of people, I'm sure it's on ignorance and self-denial, right? Um, You kind of feel as though, oh, friends, I talk to my friends, I can talk to my family, you know, and there's sort of like that sex in the city moment where it's like, I don't need therapy. I have you guys, right? Oh, really? Is that what it was (laughs) on the show? (laughs) Yeah, there was a moment in that show when one of the characters says that to her group of friends. And, um, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. And I know that I've said that to my friends before. I know that I've said, I don't need a therapist. I you guys but you know the the truth is 
having friends and having conversations with family, that's all, it's all great. And it's very, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it lends to having a healthy conversation and a healthy relationship. But the fact is, you know, you said if your back hurts, well, saying my back hurts addresses that pain, but that doesn't provide a resolution that doesn't find a way for to cope with it. So my journey to finding a therapist was a long and a short one all at once. Um, I never really connected with my emotions. I just kind of had them. And then I sort of thought about something else and experienced something else and just sort of pushed it all, all aside. Um, and then I went through something a little bit traumatic with a relationship last year. And I found that, you know, the way that I'm dealing with things the way that I deal with stress, the way that I, you know, handle my anxiety, the way that I handle my emotions, as much as I considered myself an emotionally intelligent person, I sort of realized that I can recognize and control these emotions. But when it comes to more negative thoughts and, and, and dealing with anxiety and stress, I didn't really have a way to cope with it that was healthy long term. So I wanted to be able to look into some options, find out what can be done, what kind of doctors are out there, who's available, how soon are they available. You know, I wanted to really try to open that dialogue and see what my options were. Because I was literally, I was starting at zero. I had nowhere to go <laughs> except what did up. you do? Did you like Truly. Google? Did you just, just like Google therapy or something? Or yeah, I mean, essentially, that's what I that's what I did. Um, <laughs> a couple of individuals that I knew uh, that had, you know, spoken to therapists or psychotherapists or, or that kind of thing, I had kind of reached out to them for a little bit of support. But you know, in the end, it was always like, you know, just check Google, just check Google. So in the end, I just gave up and I just checked Google. <laughs> and okay, uh, it took up with? It, I came up with a lot of results. There are lots of individuals um, in the city where I live that are qualified as therapists to assist with whatever it is that ails you, right? If it's a relationship, marriage, grief counseling, cognitive behavioral therapy, all of that, it's, there's just a myriad of individuals. So sifting through it was overwhelming. You know, I was trying to figure out, you know, what fits me, what do I need? So I found myself reaching out to a lot of individuals um, and just to kind of see, are you available? How much are you, how much do you cost? What are your qualifications? And, you know, most importantly, how comfortable am I with you? I think that was the biggest thing was that I wanted to find someone that I was comfortable talking to and that would listen to me ultimately and just sort of be that individual that would help me to determine what I could do to cope based on the conversations that we were having. And you know what? It's such a personal, intimate thing. So you're basically mm -hmm. talking to a stranger about your most inner fears and issues, and they know everything about you while you know absolutely nothing about them. How does that even feel when you do something like that? Sometimes I have to remind myself that my therapist isn't my friend in that she doesn't have the context that I or someone else in my life has. So sometimes I have to kind of circle back and explain things to her and I have to kind of go back in time and talk about the events leading up to something. So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because you really have to go back and draw from your memory and you sort of relive experiences and sometimes feelings come up in that process. And in, in dealing with the individual that I do, 
I'm very comfortable with that. You know, it's okay if I cry. It's okay if I get upset. It's okay if, you know, these feelings surface because the way that we work together, that's the whole point of it is to talk through it, feel it, cope with it. What's, what's mm-hmm. the therapy? Or was it, was so, it a specific school of therapy? So I, I knew that in my in my quest to find a therapist that I did not want to work with someone who was going to rely on prescriptions and uh, drugs and you know mind altering you know whatever's out there to to deal with it. I didn't want that. Um, so I was very lucky when I found the person that I that I did, and she helps me in that we work with cognitive behavioral therapy. So this approach is just, it's basically talk therapy and we talk about our thoughts and feelings and what's troubling. Uh, and we just, I, I open up to her and she helps me to really sort of assess what's happening, feel what's going on. And, you know, then we find ways to cope with it. And, there's no drugs. There's no nothing like that. It's all turned inward and it all comes from me. It all comes from my center. So that that's what I was finding um, What was interesting because I've never done that before. But I'm so grateful that that is the path that I chose for this. It, it just really it really helped to get, give me confidence and comfort with myself. Absolutely. And and you've been doing this for about a year and you already can see mm-hmm. some results, right? Because it is a long, long-term mm-hmm. process. It's more of a marathon than a sprint, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with therapy was I think I went into it thinking, okay, I'll just do a few sessions, get this off my chest. And it, it, when it's over, it'll be over and I'll have a few skills. But ultimately I found that the more that I did it, the more I wanted to keep doing it um, because it, it helped me, it helped me feel better. You know, I wasn't coming out of it feeling lost or, or fogged, fogged up or, you know, anything like that. I found that the sort of slow burn approach and the sort of marathon and sort of the way that, that you put it really was the right approach for me. So, you know, rather than, you know, just doing six or seven sessions and then sort of walking away from it, something that I hope to do for a long, long time. What would you recommend to someone who is sort of on the fence, isn't sure what they should do about their specific situation, maybe struggling and they feel like they need help, but they just need that final push. What would be your words of encouragement to them? Just do it. Just, you know, it, it, <laughs> do it, but do it in, do it in steps that you're comfortable with. Right. Like I, like for myself, uh, when I do something new that I'm not sure is right for me, I find that baby steps work. So, you know, it all starts with a Google search and then it starts with calling that person and, you know, having a, a conversation with that person. And, you know, there's always an initial, an initial meeting, whether it's by phone or, you know, in person or, you know, however that therapist decides to do it, there's always an initial meeting where they kind of assess, where are you? Will this therapy kind of work for you? Am I the person to help you go into it? You know, just sort of being honest, go into it with an open mind. And, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. 
you know, there's, there's, there are other options out there, but my advice would be do it, take that baby step, dial that phone number, send that email. You know, if you think it's, if you think therapy is something that you need, the only way you're going to know is by doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If this might be um, a personal question, but what are some of the changes you've noticed so far? And you talked about it a little bit, but do you Mm -hmm. care to elaborate on that? Sure. I, I don't mind sharing. So I found that the ways in which I deal with certain elements in my life, you know, I've, I've learned to really accept that cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't make things go away. Right. If I'm upset about something or if I'm stressed out or I'm angry, the therapy isn't there to numb that experience. That experience exists for a reason. What, what this does is it helps you to explore it, right? Why am I feeling this way? How can I cope with it? Is it working? And if it's not working, you know, we can try another technique, right? I found that, you know, a lot of the stress and a lot of the anxiety that I experience isn't gone, but the ways in which I deal with it are changing. And again, like you said, it's a slow, it's a slow process, right? I'm not going to learn that all in one day or two sessions or, or whatever the case is. It, uh, it comes with time and it comes with practice and you learn what works for you and you learn what doesn't work for you. And for me, it's an ongoing thing, you know, and uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely helpful to have the guidance from my therapist. You know, we talk about what works, we talk about what doesn't work and we kind of just explore what the options are. And, you know, we kind of see how it all kind of fits together. So, you know, being honest with yourself is really important. And uh, when it comes to emotions, it's it, at least for myself, it's very important to experience them. Yeah, because like you said, they're still there, um, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of the methods of the cognitive behavioral therapy? I know you mentioned it's basically a talk therapy, but to someone who's never done anything remotely like this, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. What do you mean by it's a talk therapy? So we will just, you know, have a dialogue. Usually someone will initiate the conversation, either myself or the therapist will. And we talk about, you know, thought process in certain situations uh, so that we can identify patterns or, you know, just whatever it is that happens to be going on at the time. So we kind of go through this um overview, if you will, of an experience. And we sort of talk about, you know, what comes up and that kind of thing. So when I say talk therapy, that's, that's what I mean is that we, we kind of, we talk through it. We do have some guided discovery. So sometimes they will pose to me some sort of design technique uh, that allows me to, you know, sort of turn that experience inward and see, is that a helpful coping technique to address that particular feeling, yes or no. So we kind of go through this sort of guided discovery as well. Um, And something that I found kind of works for me more than anything else is uh, deep breathing, very helpful. So doing this sort of uh, mindful 
meditation moments, right? Where you take, you know, just small chunks of time, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 15 seconds, and you just sort of run through, you know, certain, certain thoughts and certain um, techniques that have already been sort of worked with you from your therapist. And you just sort of remind yourself, right? Deep breaths in through the mouth, out through the nose, you know, remember that this feeling is there to help you. It's temporary. You know, we do some grounding as well. What That's exactly also is very that? helpful. What is, what is grounding? Um, so that is when you sort of use the environment around you to sort of turn that coping mechanism inward. So you sort of use the elements around you, right? Something you can feel, something you can smell, something you can see. Um, and you use that sensory experience to try to bring you back to your body as opposed to letting your thoughts kind of spiral out, right? So, um, so let's say so I'm, freak so I'm freaking out about something. Um, so I, what should I be doing? Should I be focusing on something that gives me pleasant feelings? Is that what it's about? Sort of. I mean, uh, for, for me, uh, when, when, when I'm, you know, sort of experiencing, you know, whatever sensation it is, uh, sometimes I find that that sensory experience helps, right? Because that's spiraling out in your head, kind of, mm -hmm. kind of creates this experience that sort of feels out of body. It's kind of feels like you know there's there's more going on around you than there actually is so this this grounding experience helps to kind of re remind you that you're in a physical space and that whatever's going on is not bigger than you and it's not outside of you right so it could be as easy as you know um taking a piece of clothing and feeling how soft the texture is right or uh picking a point on a wall and you know saying oh that's a neat pattern smelling something right i can smell you know, soup being cooked, or, you know, I can smell cookies baking, or, you know, whatever the case happens to be, right? So just taking that sensory experience and turning it inward so that you kind of have a sense of what's going on around you in your immediate space, so that it kind of brings you back into, into, into yourself, basically. So it's, you, that, that's something that I found for me. Gives you a slap on your face to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah, sort of. That's kind of, kind of a, a neat way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, it just kind of brings you back to, to yourself, right? Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it, it's, it's very, it's something that I've never really thought of before. It's something that I've sort of done by myself without really having the skill and the understanding why it works, right? And, and now that I have that understanding, you know, it, it really sort of aids in the process to just sort of remind myself that, okay, whatever's going on, I have a physical body, it's in one space and, you know, it's not, it's not outside of me. It's all in, it's all internalized. So let's, you know, let's work on that from there. I think I, I get it. It sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't heard yeah. of this before. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to play a devil's advocate for those who are more on the negative spectrum of the, should I go to therapy? No, I shouldn't, because you said it's a talk therapy. So I can just talk to my friends or my family because they know me better. Mm -hmm. And even though they're not professionally trained, we have that connection. What would you say to that? Talking about something is always good, right? So, I mean, if, if the only outlet you have is to talk to your family, it's always better to do that than to not talk about it at all, right? You know, if someone's saying, you know, therapy is a waste of time, why would you not, why would you just talk to someone else, you know? You know, keep in mind that, you know, these are professionals. These are people that are trained and they're skilled to 
deal with all kinds of issues, right? They, you know, they can help with uh, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, all kinds of disorders, right? So the, these individuals can help take that experience that you're having and help you to realize, you know, what is the trigger? What is the source? How is it helping? Is it helping? What's not working, right? And I think that if, you know, you have to admit to yourself that you are in need of help. Unless you do that, there is no point for you to go to therapy, right? So it's it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's it starts with that, whether it comes to dealing with anxiety or um, more serious issues. Not that anxiety is mm-hmm. not a serious issue, but maybe you know, dealing with substance abuse or things like that. Yeah, Sorry, definitely. Sounds, it's... sounds like you wanted to say something and I keep interrupting it... you. No, no. It's totally okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, ad- admitting admitting something is always the hardest thing to do, right? You know, it, it took me a long time to sort of come to terms with the fact that I think I need to talk to somebody, mm. you know? And it took me even longer to be able to admit it to someone outside of myself. But that's the first of many steps that you take to, to be able to to cope, right? And to be able to find a, a healthy way to deal with what's going on, no matter what the, no matter what the issue is, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, people cope with things in lots of ways. People go through traumatic events and they turn to substance abuse and they turn to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, but, you know, having that admission to say what, what I know and what I'm doing isn't working. I think I need to talk to somebody that takes so much courage to do. I agree. Not only admitting to yourself, but also, to your surroundings, your family, your friends, mm-hmm. definitely takes a, yeah, a lot of courage. So I'm thinking, like next question, I'm thinking just like when you do, when you have like a physical injury, you go through, let's say physiotherapy, and then you have a set of exercises you have to do at, at home. So basically this mm-hmm. session you have won't, won't do it, right? Won't do the trick. Is, is that something similar to the therapy you are doing in terms of like additional sort of I don't want to call them assignments but for lack of better words do you Mm -hmm. do you are you sort of encouraged to work on uh, on these issues outside of therapy it depends on the therapy but I mean from what I've sort of been exposed to there are some you know some I don't know assignments or homework that sometimes gets done outside of the session right you know, I know that some people find journaling very therapeutic, and that could be something that's incorporated into your into your therapy sessions, right? And that would be something that's typically done outside of a session. You know, maybe you talk about it during your session, you know, you sort of talk about that thought record, but you don't necessarily do it while you're in a session, right? You know, for sure, there's definitely some element that requires you to exercise outside of that session, for sure. And truly, that's the only way a lot of these these techniques work. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, for sure. There's definitely an element of that. Thank you so much, Daniela. This was Daniela Ricci on her journey of discovering therapy and its benefits. And I'm Radka, and this is the Authenticity Project. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay true to yourself.